Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, welcome, you lovely songs. Today I have for you ten poems, dry read. So that means no music, just my voice alone, narrating Isaac Rosenberg's rich yet sad poems. They speak of war, death, creation, loss, and melancholy. Surely a set of poems to evoke emotion. Isaac wrote poetry about the trenches in World War I, where he would be shot and killed. He was both a war poet and a painter, and wrote poems that questioned humanity and humans' relationship with God, spirituality, and the grief brought upon by death. Although his time with us was short, his poetry lives on in his collections, and also in this episode. So turn the lights off, get cosy, and enjoy these somber poems. Dead Man's Dump The plunging limbers over the shattered track, racketed with their rusty freight, stuck out like many crowns of thorns, and the rusty stakes like scepters old, to stay the flood of brutish men upon our brother's deer. The wheels lurched over sprawled dead, but pain them not, though their bones crunched. Their shut mouths made no moan. They lie there, huddled, friend and foeman. Man born of man, and born of woman, and shells go crying over them, from night till night to now. Earth has waited for them, all the time of their growth, fretting for their decay. Now she has them at last, in the strength of their strength, suspended, stopped, and held. What fierce imaginings their dark souls lit! Earth, have they gone into you? Somewhere they must have gone, and flung on your hard back is their soul's sack, emptied of god-ancestral essences who hurled them out, who hurled. None saw their spirit's shadow shake the grass, or stood aside for the half-used life to pass. Out of those doomed nostrils and the doomed mouth, when the swift iron-burning bee drained the wild honey of their youth. What of us who flung on the shrieking pyre, walk, our usual thoughts untouched, our lucky limbs as an ichor fed, immortal seeming ever? Perhaps when the flames beat loud on us, our fear may choke in our veins, and the startled blood may stop. The air is loud with death, the dark air spurts with fire. The explosions ceaseless are, timelessly now, some minutes past. These dead strode time with vigorous life till the shrapnel called an end. But not to all, in bleeding pang, some born on stretches dreamed of home, dear things. War blotted from their hearts. A man's brains splattered on a stretcher's bearer's face. His shook shoulder slipped there low. But when they bent to look again, the drowning soul was sunk too deep for human tenderness. They left this dead with the older dead, stretched at the crossroads. Burnt black by strange decay, their sinister faces lie. The lid over each eye, the grass and coloured clay, more motion have than they, joined to the great sunk silences. Here is one not long dead, his dark hearing caught our far wheels, and the choked soul stretched weak hands to reach the living word, the far wheels said. 
the blood-dazed intelligence beating for light, crying through the suspense of the far-torturing wheels, swift for the end to break, or the wheels to break, cried as the tide of the world broke over his sight, Will they come? Will they ever come? Even as the mixed hooves of the mules, the quivering bellied mules, and the rushing wheels all mixed with his tortured upturned sight. So he crashed around the bend. We heard his weak scream. We heard his very last sound. And our wheels grazed his dead face. In war. Fret the nonchalant noon with your spleen or your gay brow, for the motion of your spirit ever moves with ease. When day shall be too quiet, death to you, and your dumb smile untuned air shall lap the stillness in the old space for your voice, the voice that once could mirror remote depths of moving being, stirred by responsive voices near, suddenly stilled forever. No ghost darkens the places dark to one, but my eyes dream, and my heart is heavy to think how it was heavy once. In the old days when death stalked the world, for the flower of men and the rose of beauty faded and pined in the great gloom, one day we dug a grave. We were vexed with the sun's heat. We scanned the hooded dead. At noon we sat and talked how death had kissed their eyes. Three dread noons since, how human art won the dark solder flicker till it was lost again. And we whom chance kept whole, but haggard, spent, were charged to make a place for them who knew no pain in any place. The good priest came to pray, our ears half heard, and half we thought of alien things irrelevant, and the heat and thirst were great. The good priest read, I heard, dimly my brain, held words and lost, sudden my blood ran cold. God, God, it could not be. He read my brother's name. I sank. I clutched the priest. They did not tell me it was he was killed three days ago. What are the great sceptered dooms to us caught in the wild wave? We break ourselves on them. My brother, our hearts and years. The Dead Heroes Flame out, you glorious skies! Welcome our brave, kiss their exultant eyes, give what they gave. Flash, mailed seraphim, your burning spears, new days to outflame their dim heroic years. Thrills their baptismal tread, the bright proud air, the embattled plumes outspread, burn upwards there. Flame out, flame out, O oh song, star ring to star. Strong as our hurt is strong, our children are. Their blood is England's heart. By their dead hands, it is their noble part that England stands. England, time gave them thee. They gave back this to win eternity and claim God's kiss. Fragments of The Unicorn The Amulet Lilith, Sol, Amak, Nubian Lilith sit under pomegranate trees watching a child, Amak, playing with Sol, his father's helm and spear. A light smoke is ascending from the chimney of their hut, 
and through the doorway a naked Nubian man is seen stirring the embers. Saul sleeps. Lilith. Amok. You'll break your father's sleep. Come here and tell me what those spices are. This strange man bakes our cakes with. It makes the brain wild. Be still, Amok. I'll give you the strange man your father brought, and he will run with you upon his back today. Come from your father or you'll get no cake. He's been a long journey. Bring me the pictured book he brought for you. What? Already cut to pieces? Put away that horn from your father's ear, and stay that horrid noise. Come, Amuck. Amuck runs to his mother, with a jade amulet shouting, Look, mother, what I've found! He runs back again, making great shouts. Lilith. It dances with my blood. When my eyes caught at first, I was like lost, and yearned and yearned and yearned, and strained like iron to stay my head from falling. Upon that beggar's breast, where the jade stone hung, perhaps the spirit of Saul's young love lies here, strayed far and brought back with this stranger near. Saul said his discourse was more deep than heaven, for the storm trapped him here, he left the town. Loaded with our week's victuals, the slime clung and licked and clawed and chewed the clog-dragging wheels, till they sunk right to the axle. Saul, sodden and vexed, like fury smote the mule's mouths, pulling but sweat. From his drowned hair and theirs, while the thunder knocked, and all the air yawned, water, falling water, and the light cart was water, like a wrecked raft, and all seemed like a forest under the ocean. Sudden, the lightning flashed upon a figure, moving as a man moves in the slipping mud, singing but not as a man sings through the storm, which could not drown his sounds. Saul bawled, Hi! Hi! And the man loomed naked, vast, and gripped the wheels. Saul fiercely dug from under. He tugged the wheels. The mules foamed, straining, straining. Suddenly they went. Saul and the man leaped in. Saul, miserably sodden, marveled at the large cheer in a naked, glistening man, yet soon fell in with that contented mood, that when our hut's light broke on his new mind, he could not credit it too soon, it seemed. The stranger man's talk was witchery. I pray his baking be as magical. The cakes should be nigh burnt. She calls the Nubian. He answers from within. They are laid by to cool, housewife. Bring me the sherbet from the ledge and the fast-dried figs. The Nubian brings sherbet, figs, and a bowl of ice and lays them down. She looks curiously at him. He is an immense man with squat, mule-skinned features, his jet-black curled beard, crisp hair, glistening nude limbs, appear to her like some heathen idol of ancient stories. She thinks to herself. Out of the lightning, in a dizzying cloven wink, this apparition stood up. Of stricken trunk or beast spirit, stirred by Saul's blasphemous. So Saul's heart feared, aghast, but lo, he touched the mischance, and life ran straight. Was it in the storm spirit, storm's pilot, with all the heaving debris of Noah's sunken days, dragged on his loins? Law's spirit wandering to us through nature's anarchy, wandering towards us when the titans yet were young? Perhaps Moses and Buddha he met. She speaks aloud. The shadows of these pomegranate boughs is sweet and restful. Sit and ease your feet. Eat of these figs. You have journeyed long. 
The Nubian responds, All my life, Healthwife. Lilith, you have seen men and women, soaked yourself in powers and old glories, in broken days and tears and glees, and touched cold hands, hands shut in pitiless trances, with a feast high. I think there is more sorrow in the world than a man can bear. The Nubian responds, None can exceed their limit, lady. You either bear or break. Can one choose to break? To bear? Wearily to bear is misery. Beauty is this corroding melody. Beauty is a great paradox. Music's secret soul, creeping about the senses, to wrestle with man's course and nature. It is hard when beauty loses. I think beauty is a bad bargain made of life. Men's iron sinews hew them around in the world, and use deceits to gain them trophies. So, when our beauty fails us, did we not use deceits? Where were our room in the world? Only our room in the world? Are not the songs and devices of men, moulds they have made after my scarlet mouth, of cunning words and contours of bronze, and viols and gathered air? They without song have sung me, boldly and shamelessly. I am no wanton, no harlot. I have been pleased and smiled my pleasure. I am a wife with a woman's natural ways, yet through the shadow of the pomegranates, filters a poison day by day. And to a malady returns, the blonde, the ample music of my heart, inward to eat my heart. My thoughts are worms that suck my softness all the way. I watch the dumb eyeless hours, drop their tears, then shapeless moaning drop. Unfathomable is my mouth's dream. Do not, men say, so secret are my far eyes, weaving for iron men profound subtleties. Sorceresses, they name me, and my eyes harden, and they say, How may those eyes know love if God made her without a heart? Her tears, her moaning, her sad profound gaze, the disheveled lustres of her hair, moonstorm-like, they say. These are her subtleties, men say. My husband sleeps. The ghosts of my virgin days do not trouble him. His sleep can be overlong, for there is that in my embers, pride and blushes of fire, the outraged blood. His sleep makes me remember. Sleep, hairy hunter, sleep. You are not hungry more. Having fed on my deliciousness, your sleep is not adultery to me. For you were wed to a girl, and I am a woman. My lonely days are not whips to my honour. She dries her tears with her hair, then fingers the amulet at her throat. Yours, friend? The Nubian exults. My amulet! My amulet! (sighs) Small comfort in counsel to broken lives, but tolerance is medicinal. In all our textures are loosed, pulses straining against strictness, because an easy issue lies therefrom. Could they but slink past the hands holding whips to hunt them from the human pale? Where is the accident to cover? Spite fears bias. I am justified at my heart's plea. He is justified also. For the eyes of vanity are sleepless, are suspicious, are mad with imaginings. 
of secret stabs in words, in looks, in gestures, man is a chimera's ermite that lures him from the good kindness of days, which only ask his willingness. There is a crazed shadow from no golden body that poisoned at the core what smiles may stray. It mixes with all God ancestral essences and twists the brain and heart. This shadow sits in the texture of soul's being, mauling your love and beauty with its lies. I hold a power like light to shrivel it. There, in your throat's hollow, that green jade. He snatches at it as she lets it fall. He grows white and troubled and walks to where Amak is playing and sees minutely strewn pieces of paper. He mutters, Lost, lost. The child has torn the scroll in it. And half is away. It cannot be spelt now. God, restore me his love. Ah, well. She rises. I will go now. Prepare our evening meal. And waken my husband, my love, once. Musing, the Nubian responds. The lightning of the heavens lifts an apocalypse. The dumb night's lips are scared and wide. The world is reeling with sound. Was I deaf before, mute, tied? What shakes here from luster seeded pomegranates, not in the great world, more vast and terrible? What is this ecstasy in form, this lightning that found the lightning in my blood? Searing my spirit's lips aghast and naked, I am flung in the abyss of days, and the void is filled with rushing sounds. From pent eternities I am strewn, as the cipher is strewn. A woman, a soft woman, our girls have hair like heights of night, rinking with never-seen larks, of blindness dim with dreams. Here... In a yellow tiger, gay that blinds your night. Main, main, main. Your honey split around that small, dazzling face shakes me to golden tremors. I am no life at all. Only thin, golden tremors. Light, tender beast. Your fragile, gleaming wrists have shaken the scarred glacier from under me and bored into my craft that is now the old dreamy atom with other things of dust. You lazy hound! See, my poor child! He turns to see Lilith drop the bowl and cake and run to Amak, who is crying, half-stifled under Saul's huge shield. Saul opens his eyes, and the Nubian sings these two songs. The Song of Tell, the Nubian. Small, dazzling face, I shut you in my soul. How can I perish now? But thence a strange decay, your fragile gleaming wrists wave my days and shake my life to golden tremors. I have no life at all, only thin, golden tremors that shudder over the abyss of days, which hedged my spirit, my spirit, your prison walls that shrunk like phantasms with your vivid beauty. Towering and widening till the sad, moonless place throngs with a million torches and spears of flaming wings. 
followed by the song, The Tower of Skulls. These layers of piled-up skulls, these layers of gleaming horror, stark horror, ach me! Through my thin hands they touch my eyes. Everywhere, everywhere is a pregnant birth, and here in Death's Land is a pregnant birth. Your own crying is less mortal than the amazing soul in your body. Your own crying, Yon Parot, takes up, and from your empty skull cries it afterwards. Thou whose dark activities unenchanted, days from gyrating days, suspended them, to thrust them far from sight, from the gyrating days which have gone widening on and left us here, cast derelicts lost forever. When aged flesh looks down on tender brood, for he knows between his thin ribbed walls, the giant universe, the interminable panorama, synods, myths, and creeds, he knows his dust is fire and seed. The One Lost I mingle with your bones, you steal in subtle noose, this lighted dust Jehovah loans, and now I lose. What will the lender say? When I shall not be found, safe sheltered at the judgment day, being in you bound, he'll hunt through wards of heaven, call to unconfined earth. Where is this soul unjudged, not given dole for good's death? And I, lying so safe within you, hearing all, to a cheated god shall laugh, freed by your thrall. Of any old man, Wreck not the aging heart of quietness with alien uproar and rude jolly cries, which, say to light to a mild maiden's pride, ripen not wisdom but a large recoil. Give them their withered peace, their trivial grave, their past youth's three-scored shadowy effigy. Mock them not with your ripened turbulence, their frost-mailed petulance with your torrid wrath, when, edging your boisterous thunders, shivers one word, pap to their senile sneering, drug to truth, the feigned rampart of bleak ignorance, experience, crown of naked majesties, that tells us not we know not, but confirms, oh, think, you reverend shadowy austere, your Christ's youth was not ended when he died. Creation as the pregnant womb of night thrills with imprisoned light, misty nebulous born, growing deeper into her morn, so man with no sudden stride bloomed into pride. In the womb of the old spirit, the universe lay, the will, blind and atom, lay still. The pulse of matter obeyed in awe and strove to flatter thy rhythmic law. But the will grew, nature feared, and cast off the child she reared. Now her rival, instinct led, with her own powers impregnated. Brain and heart, blood-fervid flowers, creation is each act of yours. Your roots are God, the pauseless cause, but your bowels sway to self-windy laws. Perception is no dreamy birth, and magnifies transfigured earth. With each new light our eyes receive a larger power to perceive. If we could unveil our eyes, become as wise as the all-wise, no love would be, no mystery. Love and joy dwell in infinity. Love begets love reaching highest. We find a higher still unseen from where we stood to reach the first. Moses must die to live in Christ. The seed be buried to live to green. Perfection must begin from worst. 
Christ perceives a large reachless love, more full and grows to reach thereof. The green plant yearns for its yellow fruit, perfection always in its root. And joy and motion that doth fed, itself on light of its own speed, and round its radiant circle runs, creating and devouring suns. At Night Crazed shadows, from no golden body that I can see, embrace me warm. All is purple and closed, round by night's arm. A brilliance wings from dark-lit voices, wild lost voices of shadows white. See the long houses lean to the weird flight. Star amorous things that wake at sleep time, because the sun spreads wide like a tree, with no good fruit for them, thrill, secrecy. Pale horses ride before the morning, the secret roots of the sun to tread, with hooves shod with venom and ageless dread. To breathe on burning emerald grasses and opalescent dews of the day, and poison at the core what smiles may stray. A Ballad of Whitechapel God's mercy shines, and our full hearts must make record of this, for grief that burst from out its dark confines into strange sunlight bliss. I stood where glowed, the merry glare of golden whirring lights, above the monstrous mass that seethed and flowed through one of London's nights. I watched the gleams of jagged warm lights on shrunken faces pale. I heard mad laughter as one hears in dreams, or hell's harsh lurid tale. The traffic rolled, a gliding chaos populous of din, a streaming wail at doom the Lord had scrawled for perilous loads of sin. And my soul thought, what fearful land have my steps wandered to? God's love is everywhere, but here is naught, save love his anger slew. And I stood, lost in promiscuous bewilderment, which to my maze soul was wonder food, a girl in garments red. Peered neath lids shamed, and spoke to me and murmured to my blood, my soul stopped dead and all my horror flamed at her forgot of God. Her hungered eyes, craving and yet so sadly spiritual, shone like the unsmirched corner of a jewel where else foul blemish lies. I walked with her, because my heart thought, here the soul is clean, the fragrance of the frankincense and myrrh is lost in odours mean. She told me how the shadow of black death had newly come and touched her father, mother, even now, grim hovering in her home. Where fevered lay, her wasting brother in a cold, bleak room, which theirs would be no longer than a day, and then the streets and doom. Lord, Lord, dear Lord, I knew that life was bitter, but my soul recoiled as anguish smitten by sharp sword, grieving such bodies dole. Then grief gave place to a strange pulsing rapture as she spoke, for I could catch the glimpses of God's grace and a desire awoke, to take this trust, and warm and gladden it with love's new fires, burning the past to ashes and to dust through purified desires. We walked our way, one way hewn for us from the birth of time, for we wandered into love's strange clime, through ways sin waits to slay. Love's euphony, in love's own temple there is our glad hearts, Makes now long music wild deliciously, now grief hath used his darts. Love infinite, 
chastened by sorrow, hollowed by pure flame. Not all the surging world can compass it. Love, love, O tremulous name. God's mercy shines, and my full heart hath made record of this, of grief that bursts from out its dark confines into strange, sunlit bliss. Listeners, thank you so much for joining me today. Your week is halfway done and your troubles halfway gone. Take the time to be thankful for your job, the people you know, and heading into Christmas, take stock of those that matter to you. I, for one, cannot believe it's the end of the year. Well, almost. With Christmas just around the corner. I'll be having myself possibly a week or two break. I'll do my utmost to prepare some mini-episodes as well to tide you over, but I'm also looking forward to restocking my narrative battery, so to speak. Now, I want to thank my Patreons, of which you can become, should you wish to support this show and me. Visit my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash SFGT, and you can support me for as much as a couple once a month. Now, time to thank my amazing supporters. Firstly, my Ode Night Tea Titan, Mega Star Maya. Slingshotting me into space, thanks to your support, mate. Just wanted to say a huge thank you to your lovely, lovely self. I've been donating a portion of your support to repair, curate, and heal old-time radio episodes, ensuring that I keep that super niche space alive and well looked after, because, you know, who else will? I've also grabbed some new plugins from Blue, which cover off audio gains, audio panning, and a massive array of additional tools to help tweak the audio. You might even notice today's audio just that bit crispier. Thank you immensely for your tier of support, Maya. You're bloody marvellous. My white tea warlord, Solstra. Thank you, you legend. I've been putting your support, mate, straight into audio production. That means new stings, new music, new special effects. That way, when the next set of upcoming episodes come through, I can really help the narration shine. It's going to be a blast. Metaphorically, and via the special effects. Thanks so much, Solstra, for your ongoing support, mate. My white tea warlord, Lee Bauer. You superstar, you. Mate, thanks to you, I've been able to acquire a new tool for old-time radio repair, and that's a more detailed spectrum and analyzer. So when I look at loads of audio, sometimes I need to identify when there is a click or a pop, and the best way to do that sometimes is to visualize it, you know, to identify it. So now I can actually see clicks and pops, or highlight areas where there are some anomalies. Thanks to you, I can do that to maintain cleaner production of my own, plus old-time radio episodes. Cheers, you legend. And my next white tea warlord is Paige Kramer. Paige, the awesome sage. Mate, thanks to your lovely self, I've been able to push the envelope on some new Rode software, learn its strengths, and maximize my quality of audio. And Rode is the Australian brand of microphone that I use. So today I've been using the Rode Connect tool, which was made possible by your support, it comes part of the microphone. But the best bit about that is that I can actually really learn how to use it to produce clearer and concise audio. And I just wanted to say I never forget support like this, and it's right there in the quality audio. Thank you for your epic support in this space, and how much of a difference yours and all my supporters donations actually make. Yourself and every other supporter out there are just wonderful. And my legends, the lightning Zeus strikes that are my ogre in forces I am lucky to have. Joss Heather, Juicebox Andy, Peter Reffoli, Dolphin and Cow, Michelangelo Yacone, Divided by Zero, Leah Fassig, and Alia Arcane. Thank you all, enjoy your Wednesday, and I'll see you lovely souls Friday. As always, my lovely peeps, till next we meet.